Welcome to Musings of an Honest Mom, not just another mom podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to my podcast. It's Karen and I'm so excited to be here today. I hope to be able to provide you guys with weekly episodes. I'm going to try my best, but life is crazy and I can't promise that. But you know what? I'll try to do my best. We'll see where it goes. Hopefully, I'll be here more often. So, thanks so much for your support and let's dive in. Uh, The topic I'm going to discuss today is something that really is near and dear to me. I think that I... As you know, it, truthfully, I am really working on being self, giving myself a lot of self-compassion and loving myself and accepting myself unconditionally. And I have been working on it in therapy and my day-to-day life for the past year plus. Um, I really am working on it, but I am definitely Definitely, definitely not. I wouldn't even say good about this. I would say I'm still hard on myself and I still judge myself a lot when it comes to parenting. Uh, a lot of us think we have to be perfect. It, Whether we think we're not working hard enough at work um, and we're still not working hard enough when we get home um, and we think we're not you know, we're not, we're not doing a good enough job being there for our kids or being there for, um, our colleagues, our boss. Uh, but I, I really think that many, many of us are so hard on ourselves, whether it comes to not being able to clean our house or not being able to get dressed properly if we're stay at home moms or if we're work at home moms like me, uh, not being able to give our kid that one on one attention when they come home, uh, if the kids acting out at school, which, my, okay, let's be honest. I'll share something personal. My two and a half year old has been biting and pulling hair and, um, basically being a bully to kids in his school, uh, in daycare. And guess what? He is, you, you would look at him and he is a really, really sweet kid. But I know I beat myself up so much about this because at the end of the day, if he's bitten three or four kids, which is, I know it's horrible. I know it's not okay. I know, uh, I, I work on it with him at home. I talk, I discuss not biting and I show him videos and, uh, and, and, and songs about not biting our friends. And, and I offer him rewards if he doesn't bite his friends. Like, but I'm still hard on myself because when that teacher looks at me and says, you know, what are you doing to fix it? And I, I'm still hard on myself. I'm still like, I know I should take care of it. But he is also his own person. Like, I can try and enforce good behavior um, and do all the right things and have my husband, who's a social worker, talk to him. And But really, really, um, at the end, like, even after all of that, all the effort that I put in, I'm still hard on myself and I still think I'm not doing the right thing and I still think it's my fault. So um, that's just a personal example, but we always, a lot of us feel guilty if we have little babies popping our babies into their bouncy seat, um, so we can take a shower and all of the, all the self-deprecating or self, you know, loathing that we do to ourselves for not being perfect is really damaging to us and to our children. 
And so what I'm here to discuss today is, um, well, if you, you might have heard of this, and if you heard of this study, then totally feel free to skip it, or you can listen on and just, if you're curious and you just want to hear, um, hear this conversation anyways, you're welcome to listen. But there is, have you guys heard of the uh, Good Enough Mother study? Okay, so if you haven't heard of it, um, I heard of this first, I guess it was probably like over half a year ago, uh, in therapy, I was discussing something about being a good mother to my therapist and she mentioned this study and I had kind of heard about it, but I never really looked into it. Let's be honest. Every time we hear some sort of term or something that I don't know, I say, oh, I want to look into that, but I don't always have time to look into it. You know, I'm busy working, doing whatever else, being a mom. So, um, let me explain it to you guys. So the phrase good enough mother, uh, was coined in 1953. Okay. So this is a while ago and there are many, uh, there are many different ideas in psychology that are from a while ago that don't really stick or that, um, just with time and development, uh, and, and, you know, research, we find out that things are incorrect or not true or, um, unhealthy, but this, this is a term that I would like to <laughs> discuss because I think it's something that we really need to internalize today. So, um, it's a phrase called it, the phrase good enough mother. This is the phrase that I want to discuss was first coined in 1953 by Donald Winnicott. And he was a British pediatrician and psychoanalyst. And what he did is he observed thousands of babies and their moms and their mothers. And he came to realize that babies and children actually benefit. Guys, they actually benefit when their mothers fail them in manageable ways. So what does that mean? Um, when the mothers fail them, not not if the mother is abusive, um, like child abuse, or in instances of neglect, of course. That is not what he's talking about. He's talking about... Um, the process of being, what he's saying is that the process of becoming a good enough mother to our children happens over time. So what happens is, is that when our babies are, you know, when we have newborn babies, we try to always be available for them, to respond to them right away. As soon as they cry, we snuggle them or change their diapers, um, and basically love on them. So we do whatever it takes to help them to alleviate their pain or to help them feel better. Um, and this is very important. It's very important for children because it teaches our kids that they are safe and that they'll be cared for. It's a normal response and that's healthy and that's good. Uh, the only thing is that we usually, we can't sustain this level of attentiveness to our children forever. So with that and and we shouldn't we don't have to um you know when our 7 year old cries if we we don't have to respond to them right away and so that is precisely when it comes point um and by the way when i mean we don't need to respond to them right away i mean like if our kid is having a tantrum uh in middle of the snack aisle because they can't get their favorite, you know, Cheetos or whatever. And we're like, no, um, we're going to have dinner now. That's okay. That That's what I mean. I don't mean like, don't respond to your child if they're crying. I just want to clarify that. And by the way, I deal with so many tantrums. Uh, and I actually 
can say that my kids, <laughs> from birth until I would say for sure till eight months, but but each kid was different. Um, one of them was on me 24-7 till he was 10 months. So I can say that I truly, quote-unquote, love on them all the time. Um, but when my daughter has a tantrum, I will have... I will keep a straight face, and the only reason why I'm able to do this is not because I'm a saint, it's because she's been tantruming since she was 15 months old, and I'll be in the supermarket, and guess what? I let her tantrum, and I tell her we're not walking out with it, and I'm not perfect, I don't do this every time, times that I'm strong, and people look at me like I'm a horrible mom, and I actually know that I'm okay, but anyways, that I'm getting off topic, that's not the point here, um... So what I was trying to say is that we can't sustain the, the level of attentiveness, you know, that level of attentiveness that we had for our children when they were babies. We can't sustain that forever. Um, so that's the point. This is when it got to point. He believed that the way to be a good mother is to be a good enough mother. So children need their mother or their primary caretaker or father or um, adoptive parent you know, a foster parent, whatever, whoever it is, their primary caretaker, to fail them in tolerable ways. So, like I said, not in, of course, not, we're not talking about major issues such as child abuse and neglect. Um, so we, children need their, their primary caretaker to fail them in tolerable ways on a regular basis so that they can learn to live in an imperfect world. Bam! I know many of you might think, might be thinking, okay, this is, you know, this is obvious. Um, you know, people should get this. Obviously, nobody's perfect. We, we, we always say nobody's perfect, so, like, we don't need to be perfect. But when it comes down to it, there's a lot of self, self-loathing and a lot of, we have a lot of guilt, okay, <laughs> when it comes to parenting. It's just, I don't know if it's a natural thing or societal thing but you know that we've learned from people around us that everyone's trying to be perfect and um maybe the cavemen and cavewomen weren't like that but anyways I'm getting off topic um the point is is that every time we don't hear them our kids calling us you know if we don't hear them calling us right away and every time we don't give our children the undivided attention that they want Every time we feed them a dinner that they don't want to eat, or every time we make them share when they don't want to, what are we doing? We are getting them ready to function in the society where they won't get everything they want, and they will get frustrated, and they will get disappointed on a regular basis. So children, it is important that children learn in these small ways. You know, when we make them share, we make them eat, uh, we don't make them a different dinner. Um, when they ask for it, children need to learn that the world doesn't revolve around them and that their every request won't be honored. That their behavior, the way they act, impacts other people. So they need to learn through experience. That's the best way to learn, is through real-life experience that life can be hard and that they will feel sad, they will feel let down, they will feel disappointed, they will feel angry, uh, and that they won't always be able to get their way. And so despite all of that, um, or maybe it's because of it, they'll still they'll learn how to deal with it, and they'll still be okay, and they'll be able to overcome life's challenges. So 
the thing is, is that if our kids never have experiences of disappointment um, or frustration, and if we always are meeting every single need that they have, every single time that they ask for it, they won't have the ability to manage the challenges uh, that will come up, you know? So they won't realize, like, when kids, I really look up to parents that when their kids complain that they're bored, they're like, okay, being bored is okay. It's a part of life. Like, I really look up to parents that are like that. I'll, I'll admit, I am definitely not the first one to allow my kid to be bored because I go crazy when they start uh, taking the house apart. But I really look up to parents and who who have internalized this and really allow their kids to be bored, you know? Like, and especially, in the, you know, today with iPad, all the screens that we have and the iPads and, and the, the smartphones, I really look up to parents that allow their kids to be uh, bored. So if they don't gain these skills, they won't learn that it's okay to feel bored or angry annoyed, you know, or disappointed or sad, they won't learn um, over time that life can be hard and frustrating, um, but they'll get through it. So it's important to build our children's resilience, and that is, we're giving our children a gift, and what is this, this gift is the concept, this idea, this skill they are going to be these skills that they will be that will be gained from us being a good enough mother because in all honesty guys being perfect is not realistic um i wish it was and i i think a lot of us think that you know maybe maybe there's a chance that i'll be perfect maybe there's a chance that i'll be able to keep my career going and be able to keep my kids perfectly happy all the time and i'll never you know, I'll always be able to make that good dinner for them. And I'll always, eat the dinner that they ask for. And I'll always be able to keep my house perfectly clean and uh, stay on top of my my own career or schooling. or And my kids will always be happy in school. But guys, 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 it sucks. But perfection is not, it's not realistic, okay? <laughs> so, um, so that's like what we really need to remember about this idea. Uh, that Wincott brought up, which is the good enough mother, is that it's not just a skill or a gift that we're giving to our kids, but uh, it's like an unavoidable, it's an unavoidable thing. This It's inevitable uh, that we won't be able to do better than just good enough because we can't meet every single one of our kids' needs, right? Like what I just said. So even though we have that desire to want to be able to let our kid uh, have every single one of their needs met, meaning what they feel like their need is to have, if they feel like they need to have pizza every night, or they feel like they need to watch 10 episodes of their favorite show every single day, or they feel like they need to be able to do whatever they want to, um, I don't know, to go out to the park at 8 o'clock at night, it's inevitable that they are going to be let down. So even if we were able to be a perfect mother, meaning if we were able to supply them with each and every one of their needs, the end result would not be good. Um, our kids would be very delicate and fragile, and they wouldn't be able to, to handle disappointments, the disappointments that come in life. So we don't really want that for our child, right? 
So the reality is, is that most of us are not perfect um, all the time. And most of the times we are good enough. But I feel, why, why do I feel like I need to share this idea? I feel like I need to share this idea because I want mothers to embrace um, that being a good enough mother is good. That is that, in my opinion. Sorry for the loud noises, by the way, guys. Um, there is some noise coming from downstairs. I don't know what it is, but anyways, um, the whole idea of being a good enough mother is what is good for our children, and it was is the it is what we should embrace about ourselves. You know, I think that many of us, as we get older, uh, this applies to people that are not parents as well. I think many of us. Um, over time, start realizing that we aren't perfect. I mean, we realize that we don't need to strive to be perfect, and it's okay if things are messy. If our apartment's messy, we ha- we kind of prioritize. We realize, okay, I want to be on time for work, or after work, I want to be able to have some downtime. So I'm not going to fix this now. I'm not going to be perfect now, and that's kind of what life is about. It's, it's. I mean, obviously, not if it's, you know, if there's abuse going on, or if there's stuff, you know, neglect going on, like, that is not what I mean. I don't mean to neglect ourselves, or our homes, or our loved ones, or our pets, or, or anyone. Um, what I mean is that let's embrace this part of ourselves that is human. Let's understand that we are human and let's really try to show ourselves compassion and try and accept our our flaws and being a good enough mother um that's the term but obviously if you are the primary caregiver um and you're not a mother you're a father um and also if you are a father let's embrace just being a good enough mother a good enough person as what is healthy for our children and let's let's start noticing when we are um speaking to ourselves in 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 a really um unloving and hateful way and we when we are you know being super hard on ourselves after our long day at work uh and we come home and we don't give we can't give our kids you know all the attention that we think they deserve uh we can't respond right away when our older kid you know has been whining for 20 minutes about wanting to, I don't know, to eat chocolate for dinner. Let's really try. And like, you know what I said about the loving on our our kids when they're young? And I don't only mean newborns, by the way. I want to clarify that. I mean, you know, until the age where they're actually able to understand um, that, you know, life's disappointments, um, Let's let's give ourselves that same love. Let's love on ourselves in that same way. And um Hey guys, sorry about that. This is what happens when you have somebody that is technologically inept. Um I'm probably not gonna edit that out because what I do is I just upload my episodes as is so that I don't flake out and that I so that I don't get frustrated because I don't know how to deal with this um kind of stuff so anyways that was the amazon guy for anyone that doesn't know uh we have amazon in israel now and for the people that don't realize why that's such a big deal um is because we never had amazon delivered to israel for free sorry for free 
uh, for orders under 50 bucks. And this is not sponsored. I'm just very excited to get my Amazon package, even though it's nothing interesting. It's literally underwear. Okay. Um, and I can't remember what else. I think a birthday present for my daughter. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Um, I just really hope we can all show ourselves the compassion that we need to thrive in this world. And many of us feel like we need to survive um, because otherwise we walk around in a very self-deprecating uh, state in which we are kind of basically really setting ourselves up to be unhappy with ourselves. And I just want to share that love with you and that little chunk of uh, wisdom that I received um, from my being in therapy. And yeah, thank you so much for being here. If any of you would like to be part of an interview, please reach out to me. I will link my information in the show notes below the episode. Um, so sending love to you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful day or weekend, wherever you are. And thanks so much. I hope to hear, I hope to, that you'll come and listen to me next time.